What's up, Go Long listeners, viewers, readers? It is a pleasure to have you here on a Monday afternoon for an, another episode of the Go Long Show. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas, our resident scout, longtime personnel extraordinaire, Philadelphia Eagles, New Orleans Saints, Buffalo Bills, now at the XFL. I'll tell anybody who will listen, there are a few gentlemen with the eye of one Jim Monas, and he is bleary-eyed, bloodshot-eyed, grinding the film. Are you grinding the film as we speak here? You've been watching these quarterbacks all day, all night. I think I'm at, I think I'm at 44 hours this week already, Tyler. It's incredible. I don't even know if it's possible to even have that many hours in the week this week, but I'm just telling, it's nonstop. It's just like Merrill Hodge and Ron Jaworski back in the day on NFL countdown, the hours and hours of film. But no, hey, seriously, all- it's been it's good to talk though, man. This this has been a wild couple. We haven't really caught up on the whole couple weeks, and and appreciate the introduction. Always nice to to get those compliments. Thank you very much. Um, but I do like to talk about these players, and especially quarterbacks. And I know you've been. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk because I have a couple things that you have been on point so far this season. Ooh. I like it when you brought me to right. my attention before Not the wrong. season. Two things that you brought to my attention before the season on the pod that I just wanted to see a little bit more, but you had a little more conviction before the season than I did, and I see what you're seeing. So don't get well, hey, you're, you have an eye too. You're a scout too. I think we we definitely use different parts of our brain, which is why this podcast is a lot of fun, right? Like I try to kind of look at the human side of things, and for better or worse. Who was it? Somebody left a comment on our gambling podcast and said that I bring the feels and you bring the reels. So that's that's a pretty good combination, right? Well, the, the gambling, we're going to get into that too. Hey, we can we can really you know shit talk gambling all we want now because we don't have the uh, the sponsors bracketing automatically yeah. the podcast. So you know it's uh, it's funny that anybody even cares, but yeah, it, it's it's been wild. Um, the gambling well, like, keeps. I think gambling keeps me real sometimes. It it, it makes me. Well, we're going to talk about Mr. Arthur Smith today. I, I need to hear. A yeah, little bit I'm about lo- I'm looking forward to that because I think we might differ. When it comes to art, it's not no, going to of ourselves. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll we're get fueled there. by Fatty Beer Company. Yeah, we're uh, we got to get fire. into a fatty very soon. See Nick yeah, and Chris. Need. So we'll get some live events going soon. It's got to happen, Jim. So definitely make sure you find a fatty near you if you live in Western New York, Orchard Park, Hamburg, North Tonawanda, Kenmore. They're all over the place. I'm kind of all over the place too, Jim. I just got back from Atlanta. Direct flight, which is nice. Insane backup at security, which was not nice. But there was some very good deplaning discipline. I got to give it to people. Everybody deplaned in a very orderly fashion. So really no stories from travel to share here. I'm just glad that it's 435 on a Monday afternoon. And there, to my knowledge, there hasn't been a Bill's PR disaster uh, so that's that's good. It's been a rough week in that department for the squad from, I mean, go right down the list. Um, I will say this, like the, the freak out over the hot, hot mic incident last week, it, it got a little extreme. I think people kind of forgot that the Bills lost to Zach Wilson for a hot minute there. They rebounded on the field, absolutely dominated the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Josh Allen was... I mean, if he plays like that, it's hard to imagine the Bills losing many games. I mean, he he can he he proved he can pick you apart if he wants to. James Cook ran the ball well. Matt Milano is a freak of nature. So as expected, the Bills get back on track. But Takeo Spikes, unfortunately, really didn't see much of it because he was buried in the in the bowels of of Rich Stadium. We won't even call it Highmark. He was somewhere in a dungeon in a, in a dark, dark corner, taking this game in um, T- Tim Graham, you know, g- good friend of the show here. We got to get him on. He made the point. He said, this kind of is unfortunately the norm. Like these legends come back hmm. and they are just tucked away far, far away from the action. So yeah, maybe, um, maybe the PR squad can get on that and, you know, try to avoid these landmines because it's been a rough go for them because the field on the product is it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think the bills are a okay. Where do you want to start? We want to talk quarterbacks. 
Uh, I was down in Atlanta, like I said, so got a good look at Desmond Ritter. Uh, oh, you've been on that. Justin Fields. Let's get into that. Downs. But that's the theme of this show. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks in 2023 who are facing do or die seasons, right? For, for different circumstances, but like how they perform, maybe not even the entire season, how they perform September, October. For some of these guys, I mean, their their careers are on the line. Ritter in Atlanta has his opportunity. Sam Howell in Washington has an opportunity. And I, I think all roads in this discussion are going to lead to Justin Fields because you watched him closely, a lot more closely than I did, but it was it was ugly. But yeah, let's start down there in Atlanta. Uh, 25-24, the Falcons win a highly entertaining game. It, it kind of went as you would expect, right? A couple young quarterbacks, young teams, mistakes made. I wrote on I wrote on the Packers today, so we won't go too heavy Packers here, but it, it is kind of strange, Jim, right? Like into this year, nationally, locally, of course, but nationally, everybody freaking out over Jordan Love. Is he any good? Right, this mystery for three years. We've been quadrupling down, of course, to go along that he's going to be good. Uh, as it turns out, he is the least of the Packers' concerns. Jordan Love is... Playing as well as anyone could expect Jordan Love to play. My God, he's he he doesn't have David Bakhtiari out there, which we need a couple hours to discuss David Bakhtiari. That is a conversation unto itself with where he's at, where he's at mentally, where he's at with his knee, with field turf. Who the hell knows? But he was a game day scratch. And I get it. Like, quick comment. I mentioned it in the column. Players, look out for your your for your health. This is the most violent profession in all of sports. Like you have to look out for yourself. But but David Bakhtiari, the left tackle, when he signed his contract, the richest ever for an offensive lineman. I think he's still fourth overall, twenty three million he's making this year. When he doesn't play, you're putting the health of everybody else at risk, including your quarterback. Like they they need you out there. You are unbelievably important. So you didn't have him. You didn't have Christian Watson. You didn't have Aaron Jones. You lost Elton Jenkins. Lucas Van Ness on defense went down during the game, and you put your team in position to win. You had a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. Jair Alexander drops a pick six at one point earlier. Quay Walker drops an interception. Bijan Robinson just has an absolute field day. Mm -hmm. Holy hell, is he fun to watch. He, he was unbelievable. I you know for, for all the talk about love, I guess my point there, it's – the the defense kind of picked up where they left off in late November. I mean, they had the late surge there that kind of helped Joe Barry keep his job. Defense was bad. There's no other way to put it. The defense was bad. And you miss out on those turnover opportunities. A.J. Dillon can't gain a yard on third and one when he's 247 with, what, 8% body fat. Derrick Henry-like measurables at the combine. You need You need him to gain a yard there. Jordan Love did have the mistake, right? Where he he took ownership of it, unlike the quarterback before him in Green Bay. He owned up. He took accountability. He said that mm -hmm. it was a mistake in communication at the line and drew the false start. He did enough to win. So we've talked a lot about Jordan Love. I, I want to talk about Desmond Ritter for the sake of this conversation. What were your expectations of Ritter going into this season, Jim? None. I'm treating him and I'm treating Jordan Love like rookie quarterbacks. And I was really excited to actually, like we had talked about this before the season where, you know, we're done evaluating the, the, the normals, the guys we know. Let's get into the new guys. We have a new crop of quarterbacks and it has been refreshing for me just as an evaluator and love quarterback play. It's good. So let's just, you, you do enough on Jordan Love. I'm with you. He's not the issue. He's also in his what start, Tyler? Third, fourth start of his life, or third? Let's yeah. go. Let's just go second of this season. Same with Ritter. We need to just let them let them play. Just let them play. I am not going to be hard on either any of these young guys too much. I like how you said he's playing well enough. I see concerns. He's young. He's hasn't played. It's okay. When Jones went out, when I knew Jones wasn't playing against Atlanta, that the gambler in me got excited right away early last week. I put the Falcons in right away when they were getting one and a half. It flipped where they ended up being favored 
going into yesterday, but I was still getting that point and a half. I ended up getting two actually. So what I'm saying, this game screamed Atlanta to me. And that's why I put it in when I did. Now let's get into the quarterback play. I don't Ritter to me in two games terrifies me to be quite honest, as far as if you're trying to win, I, I think there's a lot of risk with him. I think he's getting bailed out down the field by some really talented players in jump ball. I don't like jump ball situations all the time. I'm disappointed that they don't have a quarterback that they feel can use Kyle Pitts. I don't get any of this with Kyle Pitts right now. And Ritter's not going to be that guy. His style is to move around. He can run. He's a smooth athlete. His ball looks good. Nothing special. I don't see any, I don't see any physical traits that blow you away, but all good physical traits. He screams backup quarterback to me right now. But where I'm going to get into this is this Arthur Smith guy, he has a thing for average-ass quarterbacks that can move around because Tannehill was the same way. And Arthur Smith had success with Tannehill, and I guess he feels like he can do it with Ritter. And I have to at least give him credit. He's That's his job, and he feels like he can win with Ritter. I see where he's going with it. The running game is going to be special. Those two combined, that combo that they have in Atlanta right now is definitely good. I just feel like they have some weapons on the outside that you need. You're, you know how I am. You're going to have to throw the ball at some point and score points. And is Ritter going to do that? Is Ritter good enough to go toe-to-toe with the big boys? This game really did feel like uh... – a, a play with t- two different sets. I mean, for half of the game as somebody in our, our game day chat, which has been a lot of fun. We've got people from all over the world hopping in there. So thanks so much for, for hanging out on Sundays, uh, download the Substack app. You can even get on your web, bro- web browser if you want, but somebody said he was talking to his buddy and his buddy ha- called, called the Atlanta Falcons offense, a game of playing uh, hide the quarterback. Oh, and it, I, it looked, it looked like that for a half like there. I said, you know, man, they, that's whoever said that tip, tip my cap. Cause I said the same thing last week to the guys I talked to as well. I said, they, they were hiding the hell out of Ritter. They were, which isn't the worst thing given your investments, a $100 million guard, a top 10 running back, a, a top five tight end, a top 10 receiver, like you have poured resources into all these players around a third round pick of a quarterback who won a lot of games at Cincinnati has, has some intangibles, has some leadership who up until that interception to Razul Douglas hadn't thrown an interception at all back to last season. You know, I, you can talk yourself. We have into Atlanta being a playoff team, a divisional winner really mm-hmm. with a C plus quarterback. And I feel like, there was probably, if you were to get Arthur Smith in an honest moment in that first half, you have to wonder if in the back of his mind, he's thinking Taylor Heineke, I've got Taylor Heineke. Like at what, at what point the season, but, but that the second half once I feel like Desmond Ritter grew up a ton in this game. He did. Like he, he, he took some strides in this game and I, I get it. The two dropped interceptions changed the conversation completely. But look, he also had a touchdown called back where he's rolling one direction, flips his hips, throws it across his body, had a touchdown like that earlier in the game that was on a rope. He's got some athleticism. He, he's got some physical traits, some athletic traits that if they, they, they haven't been cutting him loose, but they started to cut him loose a little bit in this game. And if you combine that with who may, somebody who may be the best running back in football already, two games into his career, John Robinson. I mean, I, I just hope he sends the Packers' ankles back via FedEx at some point this week because what he did to Kingsley Enigbare and uh, Darnell Savage on one play was filthy. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, they can draw up some really creative plays with these weapons. What and about the, they go they go five wide and he's lined up as a wide receiver and he draws Devondre Campbell one on one, right? And Campbell's playing off because you have to like if he's in press man. All right, send Bijan Robinson deep. So you, you have to play off, and I think it was like a third and three. And so he just runs a slant, picks it up, easy does it. You can do so much with him. I, 
I, I feel like Arthur Smith opened up the playbook in the fourth quarter, and that's how they were able to erase a 12-point deficit. Also, two minutes left, fourth and one. You can line up for the field goal. I think Green Bay might have had a couple timeouts still. There are coaches who kicked that field goal in that spot. What did they do? They went for it. And not only that, not only did they go for it, it was a pitch out. I thought Peter King described it perfectly. It was like Desmond Ritter at a hot potato. He just, boom, went to Bijan Robinson. He gets to the corner, you know, hits that outside foot, cuts up field, easy first down. So I, I'm with you on Kyle Pitt, Kyle Pitt's usage because he is special. I, I feel like he is a talent. Like he's, it's not like he's a bust. He is a really good player that's just not being yes. used. But yes. they did use Drake London some more. And when you've got Bijan Robinson, you've got Tyler Algier. There's there's one ball to go around. I don't know. No, it's a long season, and and they may have a plan. Like, let's keep talking about this. It's Ritter's second start of this season, early career. Maybe they have a plan to playbook wise to not overwhelm, bring it along, open up more and more as the season goes. Arthur Smith knows how to win with this style. That's my point with him. I get, he could do it. I, I think he's a good football coach. I mean, he's proven to win with Tannehill and running the football and playing defense. But I feel like that has a shelf life of being the one seed and getting bounced right away. And that's where I struggle with, is this method the right method? I guess I'm asking you. Out. That's kind of where, yeah, we'll find out, I guess. Right. Brock Purdy was the last player picked in the draft. Oh, and he's they're rolling with him over he's, yeah over uh, a quarterback. They traded three first round picks mm. for it. You look at the NFC. Who are those offenses that are completely orbiting or orbiting around at the quarterback? Oof. Pretty much all the best teams are are well, are kind of going going with this approach right. to some to some degree taking it off the quarterback a little bit. If he's not the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, whatever, if he's that next level down, which is not a, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but just maybe they try to help. There's nothing wrong with trying to help your quarterback. We talk about it all the time on this show and Ritter is in a system that he has set up for success. So that is when, when you have a team and a coaching staff that believes in you, they drafted you, they're giving you the team. The, the offense is catered to your style. They're not forcing the ball to Kyle Pitts. They are trying to make Ritter successful. He's going to have one-on-one opportunities. The way they're running the ball, they ran for over 200 against Green Bay at will. Um, you know, psychologically, you just wonder what that does to a defense. It just mm. it, it felt like the, the foundation was caving in for Green Bay, and it did. Arizona or Arizona, Atlanta with Arthur Smith. I mean, they just had them on on the ropes. Yeah. Um, it was a clinic. I mean, Arthur Smith really took Joe Barry to school. Joe Barry had no answers, which is I, I think you put this on coaching for Green Bay's defense. You've got eight first round picks. Granted, one of them's not out there. I think Eric Stokes isn't, but all these first round picks, all this talent. We we've seen good coaching turn teams around. Vic Fangio is doing it right now in Miami. Jim Schwartz is doing it in Cleveland. Green Bay didn't have money to spend to, to fix their defense in the offseason. So what's where can you improve? How can you improve? Get a I new mean, coordinator. I mean, they challenge themselves to get better where it matters most, the quarterback. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers checked out in that finale, played terribly. They lose to Detroit. There needs to be accountability. They held him accountable. They turn the page to Jordan Love. We're two games in. Like, I get it. Maybe we got to slow our roll, give Joe Barry a shot. But it did take until December for them to figure things out in defense last year. And I I, I get why fans are really pissed off today. I mean, Packer fans are, are pretty demoralized because this is what they saw a lot of last year. The Philadelphia Eagles ran for almost 400 yards on this defense, and it had that feel in the fourth. So... We'll see how it plays out, but you're you're going to need the defense to step up if you're going to compete, even in a wide-open NFC. I just feel like 
they switch coordinators, defensive coordinators. I don't even, I, I don't even can't keep track of their coordinators. Like I really can't. And it's been, a, it seems like it's a constant, they're investing draft capital in their defense and there isn't, something's not clicking. And if you're switching coordinators all the time, those coordinators have a major say in who you're drafting. I mean, they, that has to play, you know, continuity is a big deal when you're drafting. It should be, especially for a team that's had the same head coach. So I don't know what the issue is, Tyler. I'm not tied in like that. But when you're switching coordinators all the time, and I feel like to your point, the results are always the same with Green Bay's defense. It's never as good as we always talk about we think it may be. They have a type with how they draft players, too, with Brian Gutekinds. And Bob McGinn got into it last week on our other podcast where size, speed, just athletic physical specimens that can get coached up and be something special, but that's, the, that's the key, right? You, you, you need to find the right coaches who can maximize the, these talents, like a, like a Lucas Van Ness who, who looks good so far. I know he had the injury, but you know, didn't even start at Iowa, but you, you take a chance on somebody like that. Let it play out. We'll talk more green Bay later in the week. Yeah. Yeah. We, I know you, we'll We'll see on Ritter. I I think it's an encouraging win though for him. For I know, no doubt. And and now they've got the Detroit Lions. I mean, if they beat the Lions, well, let's stay with let's go to let's go to your Lions. Let's stay in this division with Green Bay. And is that good with you? You 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 take the lead because I was pretty locked into Falcons Packers, so I I wasn't red zoning yesterday. Like like you you've mastered the art of red zoning. Oh, I love it. It is an art. That's, a, that's well said. It, it takes a skill to know. You have to really get a sense of like everything, like how, how you can quickly tune in when you see the game. Okay. That's the player I need to see. This is the, whatever it is that you're interested in. You gotta be ready to watch it. It's, it's good, but okay. I'm getting there, but it still gives me a headache. man. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't know how Scott Hansen does it, but I can't even watch it. I, I agree with you on him. He is, I don't know how he does it either. But I, right. I was disappointed pretty – I thought that was a disappointing loss for Detroit yesterday. I was interested to hear what you think. But that sound, that shows me – I still see the same thing with Detroit, and it's not a bad thing. It is – that offense is a mother. Like, you got to be ready for that offense. Golf still can't move. There is a fatal flaw with that, in my opinion. You can get to golf, and that is when we all know – that's when the turnovers come with golf. Okay, that's golf. That's got to be disappointing for that defense. That they've tried that they've tried to you know flip around and, and make changes, wholesale changes. I don't know. That's to me. That to me wasn't a. I'm not saying it was like a big uh, season. Anything to really be alarmed about. Just disappointing in their quest to kind of be that team, kind of put your stamp on the division. Minnesota's just floating around it. They're owing too, but I think everybody knows they're you know Kirk Cousins is still the best quarterback in that division. He, he looks good. <laughs> They've got the playmakers. He always does. He always I, I only want to talk about him, but this is Kirk they, Cousins. They might, have, they might have the best player in the NFC. They probably do. Justin Jefferson. Arguable. It definitely. It's such um, a long anyway. season. You know, it's it's right. They lose long that season. game on Thursday night, and it's easy to Oh, well, they're going to have to sell off and trade Kirk but Cousins to the Jets at some point. But no, they're they're a game out at first. They're fine. But you go to KC, you know, you, you you do the thing that Detroit just has not done in for, forever, really. Be relevant on national TV and then come back home and just be Detroit again. Well, you know, like you said, long season. But all right, now staying in the division, we can get to the, the craziness with uh, Justin Fields if you want. And here's where I'm at with Justin Fields. Because, yes, I was high on him, thought he should have been a top 10 pick, thought he should have been the second quarterback after Trevor Lawrence drafted. Everybody I spoke to that scouted Justin Fields came back to me with one thing that I really didn't give enough or pay. I didn't know myself, but I kept hearing he holds the ball, doesn't see it, doesn't get rid of it on time. I saw it a little bit on tape. But it, I didn't see it as a fatal flaw. I thought maybe that was something. You know he was smart, passionate for football. That's just, to me, these guys can get better with that. He has not – he has regressed. 
Tyler, it's becoming like, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to play with him. Just pausing. He hits like this fifth, seventh step, whatever there's, he's just pausing in the pocket, staring. You're never going to be accurate throwing late because you're panicked. He has no rhythm to throw accurate. He has, his interceptions are almost just, it's alarming. I mean, it's, it's JV ish for who I, somebody I consider, I think everybody does an elite athlete. And, and, and let's get into that. They've completely cut that out of his game. Now, I want to get into that thing. In. You watch, you watch them closely. Is how have they cut out that athleticism? Because it's like, he, if nothing else is working, just let him go, run him, and and let's see if they make that change. That's all I would say to that. Let's because at this point, but Tyler and I'm seeing this with. I know we're not going to get into tanking right now, but there are teams that know there are some major quarterbacks coming in this draft. And there are some teams, and I told, I have said this on our podcast before with the bears, with this new regime, they can roll with fields because it is not their guy. And I'm telling you, I, I'm picturing their meetings right now. Like just keep playing them. Let's keep working through it. How that USC kid play, how the North Carolina kid play this week. Sean Payton, go to Denver. Yeah, I can win with Russell Wilson. Then he goes behind closed doors to the owner. <laughs> Wait till you see this USC kid. Like, I'm telling you, Tyler, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into that. But part of me thinks with the Bears, I almost feel like Fields, I, I don't know, man. Let's just see if they change up the offense for him a little bit to get him moving, get some confidence running the ball. But Tyler, he's not close right now. And I always talk about volume completions for Fields. You never see those games of 25 completions and, dissect everything everything's rough i mean it's just balls are popping up in the air screen pass, you know it's just ugly ugly football because he just he just pauses you know what phenomena just fascinates me jim and and i was just texting my brother-in-law about this um i was off of an interview that we'll, we'll have a story with a player who, who mentions it too the idea of flow state like we're you know, being in the zone and we hear it thrown around so much, you know, and highlight reels and, 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 and broadcast announcers, all that. But like when you're really in a flow state, it really is just like you're playing and you're not thinking you're just operating off of a reaction. And, but it, it's true because I, 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 just, I even remember at a much, much smaller scale in, in a high school game, after I split my head open against North Collins, it, it was crazy. Maybe we've talked about, it. I don't know where I'd, I got hit on the head and blood all over the court back in the Ellicottville days. Went, got my head stitched up, came back, and it, it didn't even really feel like I was playing. It was almost like you're outside of your body watching yourself play. It's crazy. And, and Sammy Watkins talked about this too in our, you know, bizarre, insane, yet fascinating conversation a few years ago. And that's that's the flow state. And a lot of athletes try to chase that to get to a point where you are just playing, you're not thinking, you did you did so much preparation, you're so ready for these games that you just go out there and cut it loose. And I think you see that out of the very best of the best quarterbacks mm. where obviously you have to think at the line of scrimmage because you're making calls, you're making audibles, but it's it's just coming so naturally that, you know, you're not you're not like Justin Fields in that game holding the ball and patting it and seeing that receiver open yet not throwing it. Like there, there's one play. I'm sure a lot of folks out there have seen the screenshot where I don't even know what receiver it is. He's wide open on an in-breaking route and fields eyes are clearly looking right at him and he doesn't throw. it. If you can find that quarterback who can find that flow state and just plays and gets into a rhythm and cannot be stopped. You're in a very good place. <laughs> and if there's even a chance at finding a quarterback who can be your guy in 2024, that's probably the conversation that nobody's really having right now, because there's no downside to Arthur Smith professing his confidence in Desmond Ritter or Ron Rivera talking up Sam Howell or even the bears front office and coaches talking to Justin Fields. Like, of course you're going to say everything you can to build up your guys' confidence uh, when you really look at the state of the situation, like 
Sam Howell's a fifth round pick who's unbelievably cheap. So yeah, it makes sense to just see what you have in him right this year. Hell, he's, he can throw a pretty deep ball. He's got some rushing ability. If there's a 20% chance he's the next Jalen Hurts, you take that chance. Desmond Ritter, you 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 signed and drafted all this talent around him. Just roll with him as a third round pick. He's cheap. Justin Fields. I, I hadn't really thought about that with Fields. I've been so stuck in the mindset of they chose Fields over Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud. But that's probably the short sighted way to look at it. They they chose Fields because he showed enough in that little three, four game stretch last season where he was awesome. You stopped what you were doing to see what Fields would do next. He showed enough there to warrant another season to where if you have the the belief from ownership, like if if you know that ownership isn't just going to cut the cord on you, yeah, see it through this year. And maybe if it doesn't work out, worst case scenario, you're the Chicago Bears. You've got a gazillion picks to work your way up to the first pick. If you don't already have the first pick <clears throat> to take Caleb Williams. <laughs> So that's like, it's not outright tanking, right? It's not the Arizona Cardinals selling the farm. It's kind of strategic win-win in their mind. Like to win if Justin Fields is good. So, well, it's not really a win if he's bad, but if you're if you're not going to get fired and you know you're not going to get fired, you take another swing at your own guy. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, it's just, I, I watch that and just, I, I just, it takes me back to those conversations we had when we had Cardell Jones in the mix and, you know, it went, I told you this before it went through my mind is, Hey, let's see what he's got. Cause it is true. When you invest in somebody, we do, you did see something, some type of physical trait that you thought could get better, improve, and you could win with. So those those conversations go through front offices, minds. Take it back there, Jim. It was 2016. Yeah. That was it, uh Rex a Rex second draft with Rex, right? And Doug Whaley. And you take Cardell Jones fourth round, I believe. Dak Prescott goes shortly before your pick. I'm gonna tell you this real quick on that to get before we go. Yeah, the Dak part. But that, like Greg Roman, um, he wasn't necessarily on board with that pick. And I'm not even so sure Rex Ryan was on board with that pick. So I won't speak for them. But I know that we were, as a scouting personnel staff, we wanted to take a shot on him. It was a compensatory pick. We weren't getting out of it. We wanted Dak in that round. Um, so, quarter, you know, and, we, and Cardell was a guy we were going to take anyway at some point, we thought. Um, so at that point, that's why we rolled the dice on him at that point. And Greg Roman was high on Christian Hackenberg. He was high on Hackenberg. So, like I said, I want to give credit to the guys that, you know, hey, we'll talk about when you were wrong and when you were right as well. Yeah. it's And, and you're not – this isn't revisionist. You know, no, it wasn't. Every, right, well, right. everybody who's listened to you on this podcast knows that you're not in the business of no. rewriting history. I mean, that no. you guys would have taken just, Dak Prescott. Right? That would have been the pick. It would have been fun. It would have been fun to see what would happen with that. Um but okay, so then, but then we have the then it it really goes to the point where after that season is when Rex leaves. Should we go with you know? Should we give him a shot? You know, and and kind of dump you know maybe get rid of move Shady, move Kyle Williams, get those guys to some you know, hopefully contenders, you know, and, and let's see what the quarterback has and rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Cause we were in bad fine. I, I don't even remember the cap stuff. I wasn't that involved with the cap, but it wasn't good. Right. And so bring anyway, it full circle. Those conversations. that's right. Cause you had, you had the Marcel Darius contract, the Cordy Glenn contract. There were mm -hmm. some deals on the books there that you're probably starting to get a little worried rough. about. Well, you remember, cause when, even when, when Bean came in and Sean took over, I mean, it was, I mean, it was talked about. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, we're burying the lead, too. I mean, that was the same draft scouting process where Terry Pagula loved Patrick Mahomes. Right. So, so. In, a dream, in a dream world, yeah, you do just kind of throw Cardell Jones out there and 
shed all the salary you can and have this fella named Patrick Mahomes just kind of uh, Sorry, in, uh, in, in the background, ready to go whenever whenever it's time. Although I'm not – it, it bears repeating. Does Rick Dennison and David Culley take Patrick Mahomes and mold him into greatness like Andy Reid? Doubtful. Doubtful. It takes Crazy. it takes it takes both components. That whole year and that changes so much when you think about that. If if Mahomes was the pick, because they did make the playoffs that year with with Tyrod. I mean that that that's the thing. I mean it was a, just a completely different vision because, right? I mean you that that was an option. Just for the lack of a better term, just hit reset and mm, try cool. to rebuild or run it back. And they ended the draft. It has to be something. With but a lot it, of your has guys. To, it has to be something everybody's on board with. I I kind of floated out there. There was nobody biting. <laughs> really? Yeah. What's nah. the what's the what's the scene like? What kind of meeting are you having where you floated? That was out? like me. It, I could I could picture Doug and Terry, Doug Whaley, Terry Pagula, and I can just say, you know, hey, we have some really good players that we could move for sure. Let them get to some good teams. Give Cardell a shot, see what we got. <laughs> knowing a good quarterback draft was the, the 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 Josh Allen draft was actually knowing that class was good. So anyway, that was the whole. Uh, that, neither that's, one. That, that's kind of how a lot of that's kind of how maybe Washington, Atlanta, Chicago, to some of these teams. It's at least in the back of their mind where they're they're not rolling Cardell Jones out there, but there's there's an eye at twenty twenty four, a strategic eye. And there's no downside, and you see something in the quarterback you have. Doesn't cost you a lot of money, but it comes it works across, out like fantastic. And and it shouldn't come. I don't want it to come across like yeah, you just want it. Like Cardell Jones, we I did want we wanted to see him play because to be honest, he never really played at Ohio State that much. Like he played one real season, and it was really good. And Trestle spoke, you know, Trestle spoke highly of him. Who Trestle was somebody we valued so. It wasn't just, it wasn't about, it wasn't a tank. It wasn't anything like that. Let's see if he is good. Right. I, I don't mean to frame it like that because I'm no, not saying you didn't. these current you teams didn't. are. It seems like in retrospect because. I, I thought I maybe did. Like I thought I was saying like, just throw a card. I wasn't trying. I didn't want to make it sound like I was. I felt like you were fine. I, I thought I must. I didn't want it to sound like just. I, keep Kyle Williams, keep Shady and play Cardell too. I didn't care if we did that. I just wanted to see him play. So how does this end for Justin Fields? Yeah, it's scary. Um, it, it, so he'll be gone. They, they, you can't – it is – unless they can re, recapture last season's magic of letting him – but Tyler, and this will lead us to the next quarterback, you can't play quarterback getting pounded running the football. It just won't work. I don't care how big you are, Fields, Anthony Richardson – it, you're gonna get hurt in the NFL if you take a ton of shots and don't know how to protect yourself. And you can't invest in your franchise quarterback if injury is going to be a factor as far as his his risk taking. Like Josh Allen. No, I'm just kidding. But that can't be their main thing they do. It can't be running straight ahead and pounding guys for extra yards. That can't be the best thing you do. And there I, might I be a point though. Because Tyler, it, you were. This is what I wanted to tell you in the start of the show. And two guys you you talked about early. He was one, Anthony Richardson, who I, obviously I'm watching every rep, and Trevor Lawrence. You had talked about being a top ten quarterback, and I kind of pushed back on that a little bit. Wanted to see more. I've seen it. You are. I'm thumbs up with you. I like where he's. Yeah, but man, to. Kansas City did a number now, on the Jags yesterday. If you want to go into that? Let's let me stick on the rookie quick on Richardson, because it kind of fields to Richardson. It, Richardson's got to figure it out quick, how to protect himself and how to run the football in the NFL. Because Tyler, he is. They are doing. They are doing a very nice job with him. They're giving him throws that he's good at. I, you see similar throws that he he did at Florida. The one reads, boom, right over the middle. I almost call it like a high school tight end pop pass. I mean, those little oh, you know, love right. the pop pass. Well, think of it. Just 
you know, uh, the evolution of that to a, you know, 25 yard skinny pop pass down the seam with a rope of a throw. Like that's what he's doing sometimes. Um, so I do see the, the ability, but throwing is still a concern. The accuracy, the decision-making the fourth quarter in week one was really bad throwing the football for Richardson. Um, so long to sum up all the rookies, they're all rookies. And I don't really know how you're going to win with any of them right now, to be honest. But they all show signs of good football play. I will say that. But Richardson's toughness, yeah. speed, the, you know, the size, speed thing, it's it's getting – it's why he's ahead of Stroud and Bryce Young as far as, you know, watching him play on tape. But you still see the thing – you still don't see week two. And that's my point. And when you see the play, Tyler, he it didn't need to be like that. Like that's what – he needs to figure that out. You're in Delaware right now, right? Yeah, visiting the fan so, Bethany Beach, Delaware. It just is uh not this is what everybody wants to hear, right? When we sound like a bunch of Uncle Rico's. You know, back in the high school days, that was my favorite one of my favorite plays to run was Delaware right, two pop pop two pass. Man, we called it all that was you tied that up. Yeah, all I don't know, I don't know why we called it Delaware, but it's like you had the two two split receivers, double tight end. And just, just how it reads, the outside guy ran a slant, tight end pop pass, the other tight end pop pass, and then the other split end ran a slant. And, oh, man, I, it, it still haunts me to this day. We were – so we, we won at, at Rich, the Bill Stadium. We beat Maple Grove sectionals my junior year, and then we played there again for the right to go to States, Class D. I mean, we were a very small school. But we uh, played Oakfield, Alabama. They were massive. I still think they were all roided up. Friend of a friend said so, so I'll believe it. You're right. Good there was a, they were back. an 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 asterisk an asterisk win for Oakfield, Alabama, but we called a two pop pop two at the goal line. Right, we didn't throw much, so when we did throw, it usually was like a big play, but we did it at the goal line. And man, their linebacker read me like a book, Jim. Yeah, they it, they must have watched the center field. He showed like he was gonna blitz, so I didn't even think. I just instantly took the snap, pop pass to the tight end, and he stepped back and picked me off in the end zone. And we lost. So thanks for dusting off a, a harsh memory. I just can't get oh. over it. We just talked about pop passes. Del- oh, pass. I was a I was a one read quarterback, right? You're talking about these one read quarterbacks. <laughs> hey. It was our bomb. It was play action and throw it deep. But you know what? You have... These young quarterbacks, like what you know what's do. impressive with a, a howl and Ritter in that second half, and definitely Brock Purdy. Like, give me this skill over the crazy athleticism. Like, they're able to just maneuver slightly in the pocket, like, in all that crazy traffic while keeping their eyes downfield and moving one to two to three. Like, Purdy does it really well. You you can see why why Shanahan likes him. And Sam Howell, from what I've seen, is much better in that department than I expected because at, at North Carolina, that was a knock on him that he's not going through progressions, right? Like what was he asked to do within the scheme of the offense? So, uh, uh, yeah. Just study. It might throws. have something. People are so into this. What was he asked to do? Wasn't asked to go through progressions, blah, blah, blah. I said it about Richardson in Florida. I was like, they don't ask him to do anything. It's not his fault. And I don't, it's not Richardson's fault. But why do you want to ask him to do more than one read? Because he throws that really well. And if he doesn't see it, then you have the biggest, fastest guy on the, the field running down, you know, trying to make a play. So that's a, to me as a coach, you should want him to do that. I just don't know if you can get away with that, you know, year in and year out, game in, game out in the NFL. Yeah. And that's the thing with Richardson. I think there, there were moments – Granted, that you pointed out the ugly moments, but there were moments where he did need to read no Tyler coverage, he, yeah. and he made the right read, and no it, it wasn't it wasn't frequent, but I think he did it enough to give you some hope. In addition to he, he showed the hell up. He ran at the combine four four. Oh, he's and the the team is the team believes in him. And how many times do we say that? That's that's huge. All these teams, all the rookie quarterbacks, I feel like their teams are okay with them being the quarterback like Houston's playing hard Carolina we'll see tonight too against the Saints but uh some more but their defense is getting after it Bryce Young played absolutely as bad as you want, could play for a rookie like didn't show much of anything horrible reads horrible throws 
And I'm probably betting on them tonight. But um, anyway, so the rookies look like rookies. Uh, I agree with Hal and Purdy. They are just like, well, Purdy's just, I, I told you, I really haven't studied him until right now. And it's, hmm. <sighs> man, it's good. I'm not going to say it because you get stuck when you call a guy somebody, but I'm going to let it play out a little more. But again, like what's the ceiling for a the quarterback ceiling. that is asked to be the distributor, the point guard? He is Just on. Get the ball, get the ball to your playmakers. Like, is that, can that take you to the Super Bowl? J- Jalen Hurts had some special to him last year and Philly was in the Super Bowl. They're fighting right now on offense. Like they're, they're like, it's not looking easy for the Eagles. It's interesting. All I know is my New York Giants are back on track, baby. They they righted the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna keep them. I t- I don't. I can't talk about them for a while. I need a Daniel little time. Jones. Did you see I the need- crazy stat on Daniel Jones though? That he's the worst. No, I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead. Look, all right. Look, it was an NFL team that they played. The Arizona Cardinals. Last I checked, they're not Oakfield, Alabama, in section no, not, six class D. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't take. They away are. From... I, I know, I know. But here, this is this was nuts when I saw it. I put it in my store. I'm just finding it. This is a uh, per Opta stats. All right, Daniel Jones is the first player in NFL history, pretty long time, you know, over 100 years, Jim, to throw to do to do the following in one half: throw for 250 yards, rush for 50 yards throw multiple TD passes, rush for a touchdown, and have zero turnovers in the second half. I I, I don't think I can talk about him much on this show right now. Oh, I need time. You can, let it, you can let it rip. I need time. need time with that football team. Had a little something invested in them yesterday that they came up a little short on that end. But <laughs> it's hard to cover four points if you spot teams 28 because you play like an inept everything organization for a game and a half in the NFL, I have no clue what they did at training camp or what that head coach. We talk about we're Dable fans. We're Joe Shea fans, man. That didn't even. It was pretty ugly for six quarters. So I'm going to take, I'm going to give them some time. I'm going to let them good luck to the giants out. Let's be positive. He's greatest half of football and it should be great from here on out. I'm not going to talk. I don't want, I, I really, that to me would be the team I am most disappointed in that. I don't believe, never believed in the quarterback, but I believed in that coach. I just can't believe you come out like this. He was phenomenal in the second half. Daniel Jones dropping dimes. So it should be a great vanilla Vic. No, I know. That's a good one though. Good well, one. they're staying out on the West coast because they got the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night. So, you know, we'll probably learn a little bit more about the state of the giants in that game. I'll probably be taking the giants again. The Dale, I mean, the Dallas gate, obviously it was <laughs> 40 to nothing, but I don't, I mean, that, that, that just got away from them. Dallas really didn't play that great in that game. Like they didn't really, I mean, on defense they did, but offensively they weren't, Dallas didn't really. That's what disappointed me, to be honest, yesterday about the Giants. Their defense was horrible against Arizona. The the defense is. Josh Dobbs came three weeks ago and he's cutting you up. Yeah, Evan Neal. You can't can't have a name Top 10 pick. You can't you, your defense. You can't get shredded and have a name Wink. What's his real? I do, I need to call him. Is what's his real name? I think it's Don. All the right, Don. So it's even better. Don, it, can, it can be a Coach mafia Don's Don. Defense. Coach Don's defense needs to improve, or the talent yeah, does. I like that. Like if you've got if you've got some really cool nickname, does it need to change when you're not playing or coaching well? Maybe, maybe there should be a rule on that. But hey. I've got faith in Wink Martindale. I've got faith in Brian Dable. Faith in how this team's constructed. And it's a it's a long ass season, man. No, and, and Tyler, I am jo- I am kind of seventeen joking, games. I'm with you. Then, man, the, every team's going to go through. I, I think if every every no team's going to go through a really rough spell, right? Everybody does. Everybody. everybody. And they they went through theirs those first six quarters. Mm-hmm. I think if 
there's a coach that can kind of scheme around a deficiency. And right now that deficiency is the right side of the line. I think Dable can, as we're recording this, the uh, injury to Saquon Barkley, it seemed really bad in the moment. I mean, he took his helmet, two hands and just spiked it. Uh, But the x-rays were negative. He's getting the MRI. They were cautiously optimistic. You you don't want to lose him. Daniel Jones turned it on. Jalen Hyatt. He kind of turned that thing around with that deep ball in the second half. Yeah, if he had a quarterback, let it rip. He would. Here I am scored. getting excited about a win over Arizona, but I'm not out. I'm not out on the Giants. They're they're still going to win the division, Jim. They're still going to take the NFC East. I'm not out. I hope you, I. I really hope you're kind of right, but that goes back to a NFL a futures bet that I have with them. But I, I honestly that I'm shocked by them. That that's I was I read them wrong to start the season. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, let's unless there's another quarterback you want to break down. I want to know like what should we <laughs> I was freak out about right now? Or yeah. and what what should people be calm about right now? Like, is there well, the calm is for sure. And the Buffalo Bills, I am so happy that everything came back. I that was my that was my favorite game of the week against the Raiders. I I just couldn't wait to see it. It just played out exactly how I saw it. He just needed they they shortened. They're not throwing the ball down the field, Tyler. It's shocking how like they really aren't. But right now, don't get Cook involved because he does show home run ability, and that scares a defensive coordinator. And that's going to take when when Cook is involved in the game, the defensive coordinator is paying attention to him. So you know, and then then. Now you mix in. Now you mix in the tight ends and Diggs and David. And now, now the offense is out of control. Defensively, that's going to be to me what I keep watching. You know, Josh Allen. Obviously, we know stop turning the ball over. Defense. That was that was nasty yesterday. That was good. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's that's a good offense. It's not a bad offense that- either. The Raiders I- have a good offense. James Cook getting involved is a game changer. I think if they, they don't need to become, you know, circa 2015 ground and pound Rex Ryan Buffalo Bills, but the, you you do need a semblance of a rushing attack that doesn't heavily involve your quarterback. I think Josh Allen ran the ball three times. They got James Cook going. They they mixed in Damian Harris, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray's just going to play forever. I mean, he's. <laughs> The, the, the pride of uh, Onondaga County, I believe. So, you know, who they ran the ball. Uh, but Wyatt Teller made this point when we were chatting last week. And I, it, it just comes back to that theme of football being played by human beings, not in the mathematical equation. Like if you're an offensive lineman and you're 315 pounds, got backpedaling all game is going to get old. Like Wyatt Teller kind of unsolicited brought up the Bills, his former team. And he's like, look, that doesn't look like fun for an offensive lineman. What's fun is moving forward and kicking ass and doing what he did against Cincinnati in week one when he drove, I believe it was Jermaine Pratt, mm-hmm. into the dirt 25 yards downfield, right? Like, that was sick. That, and then it's going to become your highlight. identity. I mean, it, it's going to become your identity to an extent. Like You're, you're going to be a, a physically tough team, a mentally tough team. So when you get into January and you got to win that kind of game at some point, you're not going to be able to throw the ball all over the place for straight wins. Like e- even the chiefs at times have had to kind of buckle down and run the ball effectively. The bills haven't been able to do that. They they got punched in the mouth by Cincinnati in that game last year. They were soft up the middle on defense, soft up the middle on offense, dazed and confused and got ran out of their own building. So if they can find that element, and this is when you got to find it right in September, you can't just snap your fingers and get it in January. James Cook ran the ball well last year, just really wasn't given the ball more than six, seven times a game. So give him 15 to 20 touches in a blowout win. Like let him get comfortable and know what he's doing out there in every situation. Right. I think they're, I think they're going to need that element. So that, that was a big takeaway for me in that game. And, and I, like I said, I was at Atlanta green Bay. I wasn't watching it play play for play yet. Man, James Cook showed some talent. 
Agreed. That that that's going to be a nice, um, or not nice, but a welcome needed addition to that offense that you know will make everybody breathe a little easier in the building. Promise you, it's yes. the best feeling when that one guy kind of you see that guy take that step that 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 Pierre Thomas in New Orleans when you realize that it's not a oh, yeah. it's not a two game it's not a two game thing. It's man, he's he's every game. Like this is what you get. He is that good. And once you see them take that step, it's exciting guys, you know, guys that you, you know, that you weren't necessarily thinking were going to be a major player in the offense. That Super Bowl run, your new Orleans saints. Yes. You had drew Brees. You guys ran the ball through the playoffs. That was a, 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 yeah. Well, I think that year though wasn't. I think Duke no, that was wasn't right. Was that was no right. Pierre Thomas. But we ran and, the Pierre, uh, Reggie, Reggie Bush, and, obviously. Um, who was we it? always was forget it the Mike, third guy? Was it Mike Bell? It wasn't Mike Bell. Was yes, Mike Bell. Mike Bell. But yeah, Coach. Well, you see Coach Payton out in Denver. They're running the football. That he's going to get that Javante Williams. That guy is that he's legit. How pissed though was Sean Payton to lose at home to the Raiders to the Commanders? I think they travel to Miami next. Well, Boy, they should have had both of those games. They were in them. They're competing. They're they're getting the ball down the field. Their average per attempt is at 7.6. I was checking. It's much better than the Hackett offense. And so not that that's a shock, but hey, Hackett. Hey, 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 we've got codes. All right. No, I, no breaking Hackett, the codes. Seeing Hackett and Zach Wilson having like talking on the sideline is like, if I'm the owner of the Jets, I'm 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 wondering how did this how's how did this happen? Well, how can you continue to start Zach Wilson? I don't I mean, think what a ter- Tyler. I think what a terrible to message on. to send the team. Tyler, I personally, like, I think they're going to have to move on from him. Just, I think he needs, I think it's over. Like, I think it's shop him right now. If there's anybody that would even want him. I, I mean, Josh, no Josh Dobbs would be better than Zach Wilson. I mean, Arizona Tyler, just picked a quarterback Tyler, off, off the street and he's started not playing him. NFL football. He's not, he's not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not saying, I'm just saying he's done with the jets. It's not going to work. I don't, I, I don't see how if he does, then Hackett, if, if Hackett gets it out of him, Officially, Hackett should be a head coach again. If Hackett can get Zach Wilson to play well, that's the greatest coaching job ever because he is close. Three interceptions, inept, running for his life too. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see anything. And how about Hackett's just, game plan? No, no running game to to uh, to help oh, out. I, I I love that Brees Hall spoke up on that. Like, yeah, why did why did we lose? I touched the ball four times. How in the hell do you not get Brees Hall the ball after he just left the Buffalo Bills in the dust 83 yards down? Like That would be what? my takeaways. I just think it sends a, a really bad message to your locker room. You've got a lot of proud guys, talented guys, veterans, even young players. I mean, Sauce Gardner is one of the best corners in the league. No but th- this was a team built to make a run with Aaron Rodgers now players sign there to win now that that's psychologically where the team was at how, how how can you with a straight face look an entire team in the eye in those meeting rooms on a mm-hmm. monday like today and say we are ris- realistically trying to win football games with zach wilson you you can't do that a- anybody watching these jet games knows he's not good enough to be a backup quarterback, let alone a starter. They, they, they've got to move on at some point. I, I mean, maybe you can pull a trade. There's some teams out there that have three quarterbacks. <clears throat> I mean, Tyler, Trubisky, of, anybody. You, I agree. Just look at, just look at Zach. Well, you go from top pick, to, you get your, you start terrible. You go to backup. You're not even showing signs of improvement. You know, it's, it just keeps going backwards. There's never been that forward, you know, improvement that yeah. show you signs of anything. And that's why I say I think I think it's time. But I really think they should just move on from them. Like it, just get him away at this point from everybody. It's he has a Peterman feel to him, right? Like like 
something is bound to go it's, very, very not, wrong with the ball in his hands. It's not all like, your no, fault. No, 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 no. Like, you don't want to put it, it's not all your fault. Trust me. Obviously, Peterman's still in the league. He's backing up Justin Fields. Justin Fields turns the ball over every game. And they're going to turn to Peterman? <laughs> you know, it is so right, true, anyway. though. There's there's a palpable feeling when you 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 can feel it watching on on TV, but especially when you're at these games, like at that Atlanta game, every time that Bijan Robinson had the ball in his hands, the decibel level within Mercedes Benz Stadium Boom. just it just rose. It was mm-hmm. everybody expecting mm-hmm. something special to happen. You could just feel it. You could see it. You could hear it. Like something amazing could happen anytime this guy has the ball. Tyler. It's the exact opposite when Zach Wilson does anything. Like you are expecting utter disaster, just calamity, just uh, you know, uh, Ben Stiller and those Meet the Parent movies where where something <laughs> new goes wrong again and again and again. like it's just gonna be awful. Like. I, I mean, what's the definition of insanity? It's like make, making the wrong decision again and again and again. That's what you're doing if you're continuing to throw Zach Wilson out. This is his third season. That's what I'm this saying. It's a, it's, it just keeps going the other way. It just keeps going the other way. So don't give me the narratives with respect no. to Drew Bledsoe, who says, you know, he's got a friend with a kid on the team and they, that Aaron Rodgers was mentoring Zach Wilson and that no, he's he taking strides. And that's you know, an extension of everything we heard on hard knocks, which is a production, not real life and everything. Mm. We like, no, like he, he is what he is at this point. Zach Wilson. I, Agreed. Now, if he goes out there and lights it up, then we need a, we need a mea culpa and, you know, we'll apologize next week on oh. the podcast and say we were dead wrong. That's I the think best we part about it. Say, yeah. That's the best part about being in the media. I like this. <laughs> right. You can be wrong and, there's no repercussions, but we're never wrong on the show. We're, we're usually spot on. When I was right, I got fired in the NFL. <laughs> That's right. Matt Milano, do you see what he did? Just took the ball right from Josh Jacobs. Just where the hell would the Bills defense be without Matt Milano? Doug, is, Willie, Doug, Willie led a, Doug Willie led and Sean McDermott led a very good 2017 draft. And then your ass was kicked out the and door. And then Doug Willie and I are never allowed to work in the NFL again. And Hackett will just keep getting promotions. It's really All right, Tyler, insane. We can't. You got it's me going. Insane. You got me going today. You got me going. Man. Hey, right. We're not. This isn't even alcohol induced. This is an energy no. drink here. No. I'm the same. I got my sparkling water. Um, I'm just more. So you I'm know it's from the heart. Up. No, I'm going to tell you what got me fired up is I bet on the Giants minus four. That's what got me fired up. That's why you don't gamble, man. It's, hey. You know I was going to end with that, even though you know I'm going to take the Panthers and the Steelers tonight, and I already don't like myself for doing it. Well, as Adam Carolla says, it's it's a lot like crack. You're either in or you're out. But right? I'm in. It's a lifestyle. You're in. I'm out. And we're out. That was a fun episode. Thanks, everyone. If you watched live, uh, we're going to keep recording these live. X, Facebook, YouTube, and we will, of course, post all podcasts at golongtd.com. The Golong Show with my main man, Jim Monis. Be sure to subscribe to Golong, golongtd.com. Then you can get all three podcasts. The Ty and Bob Pod with Bob McGinn. We're going to be recording tomorrow. And discuss teams not named the Packers. Bob had his eyes on some other games, so that'll be interesting. And I'll be recording with Pro Football Hall of Famer, three-time MVP, the one and only Brett Favre this week as well. So we're going to record that on Wednesday. Founding members get to ask Favre questions at the end of the episode. So if you really want to support Go Long, become a founding member. Get a Go Long hoodie, sign copy of Blood and Guts, and access to Brett Favre. And we'll have the stories, as always. Uh, we've got column up from Packers-Falcons, feature on the, the Cleveland Browns, Wyatt Teller, conversation with Drew Bledsoe, a lot, of, a lot of stuff up at the website. So thank you, everyone out there, for joining the community. I'm Tyler Dunn. He's Jim Monas. That was fun. We'll do this again very soon. <laughs>